When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. My name is Ben. I write some videos and I hang out with you, Scott. And today we're going to uh, cover a very common question that a lot of people don't ask until it's forced upon them. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll I'll do it then. What's the question? Okay. All right. I know. We both know it. It's no mystery. But uh, I thought there was more juggling. Give me. Oh, it could be. No, no. Okay. So. Well, uh, you know what? Let's go off the topic then for a moment. All right. Because something happened to me the other day. Is this what Scott sees? Yeah, sort of. Okay. All right. On the way to and from work, I go through a toll booth every day. Oh, right. Okay. Georgia 400. There's a 50 cents that you pay, to go, 50 cent toll booth. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the high points in my day. I'm, I'm laughing because this is ridiculous. I, I, I live for the moment when that toll gate bar opens up and I'm on the highway. So I have a, this is my shot to do this. You know, like the fastest zero to sixty yeah. sprint that I can do. Only it's usually a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. But by the, by the time I merge with the other traffic and everything, yeah. it's a sport. It's a straightaway. It is, and it's a it's a great sport. It's a lot of fun. So there I am going home. I paid my fifty cents, and I'm waiting for the gate to open, which is seconds later. You know, I'm I'm ready. I get the car set to go. Yeah. I let the clutch out a little fast. Spinning tires. I go second gear. Spinning tires a little bit again. And my window's still down because I had thrown the change out. Mm-hmm. And I hear this wail next to me, just uh, unbelievable engine wail. Great sound, right? And I realize that next to me is a, a Porsche GT3. And it appears that I am, tr- and this is unintentional, it appears to him probably like I'm trying to race him. Oh, which man. is ridiculous because I have I have this Honda Civic, right? right. And I'm sorry, I felt I'm laughing. I felt ridiculous, you know, and it was it was unintentional. So I was in an unintentional drag race with a Porsche GT3. Of sure. course, he could blow the doors off me, you know, simple, real easily. But um, it, it was it was embarrassing for me. I, I didn't mean it to be that way, but it was kind of cool listening to him, you know, take off. 
but uh, that was I didn't mean to do that at all. He also took you seriously. That, that happens sometimes though at, at stoplights to me too, and this one mm-hmm. was just more pronounced, I guess, because here we are leaving the gate at the yeah, exact same time. Yeah, there's the gate time. going up. We were right the, next to yeah. each other, and I had just a little bit of a jump, and of course he just flew past me. So, mm-hmm. accidental drag racing. You probably made his day. Yeah, but see, that's way off topic. That that you know what? That's not really off topic for the show. So I, I think we're so. good. I think yeah. we're good. Yeah. Um, that's very my story. I, I had an entirely pointless story. Uh, that, that one was also. No, that was pretty cool. Okay. Hmm. Um, I actually wanted to, uh, or we both wanted to, talk about why uh, somebody's car won't start. Common reasons. I mean, we've all had it happen. If you know anything about cars, which for some people that could qualify as just how to change a tire, for instance, mm-hmm. then odds are sometime in your life somebody has called you in an utter panic about something going wrong with their car and they're usually going to say you're going to say what's wrong with it and they'll say it won't start it won't start it won't start and you're on the phone saying well why diagnose this here on the phone right sure yeah it's not like in the movies where you tell where the pilot on an airplane has died and ground control steers them in you know there's a lot of things that could happen here's, here's the good news is that there's really, if the car simply won't start, I mean, it's... it's Won't turn over. More times than not. We're going to go into some of just the most basic reasons it won't start. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll have some of the, the most common reasons that it won't start. And this may get you out of a jam. Um, and, and also, if you pay attention, you might be able to help somebody else, even even over the phone, tell them how to start that car. Um, it's, it's really that simple. All it takes is just a little bit of diagnostic skills that, you know, you, you, you pay attention to what's happening. You be um, very vigilant about, you know, listening to what's happening, um, watching what's happening, and, uh, I don't know, just, just making sure that, you know, everything is going the way it should up to a certain point, and you can figure out where where everything's going wrong. You you locate and isolate the problem, yeah. generally. It's yeah. just a uh, scientific method. Really. You know, as a matter of fact, it, not today, but sometime soon, I want it, there's a, um, a diagnostic process that you can go through. It's got just a few, it's like six steps. Oh, why and haven't we done that? That's a good it one. Would, uh, it, w- it would clearly tell you how to, well, at least diagnose a problem. You might not be able to completely repair it yourself, but depending on what it is, but um, it, it'll be very helpful. Someday we'll do that soon, I promise. Because knowing is half the, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Right. All right. Even even yeah. our producer you Matt is shaking it. his head. No one is half the battle. There you go. You gotta, Thank you. Got to get out. Yeah. All right. So what? <clears throat> let's say. Well, you're here, in the back part. There's what? there's just a few things we need to know first, and that that's there's a real simple. I won't go into much detail. Oh yeah, I'm just, right. You're right. You're right. Like Set it up. Four things that a car needs and an engine needs in order to be able to start. The first one is fuel. You have to have the right fuel air mixture, or at least some fuel. <laughs> um, you also have to have spark which has to be a good strong spark. It can't be a weak spark, and it has to be at exactly the right amount, right time. And that kind of ties into this next one, which is the timing. You have to make sure the timing's correct. And that is how the valves open and close at the right time, let the fuel in, exhaust out, etc. And it has to have decent compression. If you have low compression, the engine won't start. So you have to have mm-hmm. good compression in the engine. And again, that goes back to timing in a way that if the timing belt's broken, you know, you're going to have poor compression, et cetera. So um, those four things, fuel, spark, timing, and compression are required to start an engine. And you're probably going to notice the problem right when you turn the key. That's what that's That's where most people realize something's wrong it's not it's not afterwards it's not that the engine runs and then dies all that that does happen that happens yeah um there's a lot of different reasons um that a car won't continue to run 
we're going to talk about the reasons that a car won't start right from the beginning. So we're talking about when you get in the car, turn the key, nothing. Okay. Um, and there are varying degrees of that too, and that's what uh, that's what we get into here. And that's that's where all of the uh, your your diagnostic skills, your uh, your detective skills come in. Nice yeah. deduction. There yeah, we go. Exactly. I like that. So, I guess where do you want to start? Do you want to just go down the list? There's about five um, five really common ones that we can go mm. through. But yeah, let's um, let's do let's do a list. Let's do a fiver. Okay. All right. And these are in. I, I guess there's no real order to these. Really, just. Yeah. Um, these are these are five very common situations, I guess, that you might find yourself in. Um, oh, first thing, Ben, what you should do. I, I almost forgot this bit of advice. First thing that you should do is you should check the loose uh, loose nut behind the wheel. Um, that's usually the problem in your situation. Oh, I get it, because I'm the loose nut. Clever, see, clever. Okay. Boy, that was a lame. You setup. looked at gotta, you looked at your notes. I for did because I you wrote I, that one. Down. I was looking around like, oh man, where's my notes? I gotta I gotta tell Benny's a loose nut behind the wheel. <laughs> That's cool. I've been I've been yeah. Okay, that. That's sorry, man. That was lame. No, actually, I'm I'm giving you a hard time about it, but I'll probably use that one later. <laughs> I have to cut that out. I'll, I'll try not to use it on the air. Yeah, yeah, I promise you, we won't put it on the air. <laughs> one thing, one thing you do need to watch for in all this, uh, in every situation, though, if you turn the turn the key on and the interior lights are bright. It's not your battery. If your if your interior lights are working, they're working fine. They're they're full strength. If they're really mm-hmm. weak, you've probably got a battery situation going on, and that's uh, that's easy to point. You know, easy to figure out. That's an excellent point. Um, and you also want to make sure that your car is in neutral, um, or in park. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in park. You know, if you're in, in an automatic, and uh, make sure that if you've got a uh, manual, make sure the clutch is pushed in all the way because some people, you know, sometimes you, you get it pushed in three quarters of the way and you don't hit that mm-hmm. switch and allow it to start. Um, also, the ignition switch. Um, there could be a problem with the ignition, sw- ignition switch itself, but that's not likely. That's not the most common. No, it's yeah. not very common. And then the last one would be a starter, mo- uh, starter motor or starter solenoid, which is bad, and that's also not very common. Now, those are just some quick things that you need to be att- you know pay attention to ahead of time. Just make sure that you know, it's none of those. Um, the first, as far as we're going through our, our five here, yeah. the first one is if you, you turn the key and there's absolutely no sound at all. Not even the nope. Not even a click. Not yeah. even a click. You just turn the key. Absolutely nothing happens, and that's where you have to pay attention. You have to you mm-hmm. have to understand um, if you, you have to listen for a click. And if mm-hmm. you don't hear a click at all, that means you've probably got bad battery connections. Yeah. And that's easy enough. That's really simple. Um, open the hood. Check the battery. There's either going to be so much corrosion on the thing that you know it's not making contact. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's shaking loose over the miles. Um, you know, it's pop. It's actually come totally off or it's just loose there could be uh the wiring they're going to the battery mm-hmm. um check all of that just kind of shake them around make sure that there's good connections if you need to take it off clean it put it back on there's a good chance your car is going to start up because um no sound indicates the battery isn't giving you anything at all which it should at least give you some half-hearted attempt. something yeah because yeah. i mean you don't just go from a car that works fine it wouldn't drain itself to that point now you mm. may get into a into a car where the battery is totally dead i mean where it's been let's say the car's been in storage for 15 years yeah 10 i mean that's an extreme situation but um you know you're not going to hear a sound from that either if you if you don't have a battery uh uh, the the charger system going Mm -hmm. um the next one is if you hear a clicking noise but it won't start now that's common yeah that's really common um i've had this happen so many times to me Mm -hmm. um you get in the batteries it's clicking it's not the battery really um but that is the sign of a dead battery, and you may, 
may have a uh, a loose starter connection. Mm-hmm. So could be that, but it's not likely. Most mm-hmm. most likely you got a dead battery, and it's probably because you left a light on. Uh, maybe the trunk was you know left open and the light in there was on. Um, something like that. Something it, was sucking electricity yeah. while the car was yeah. sitting. Maybe you installed a new car stereo and mm-hmm. you didn't do it exactly right. I've done mm-hmm. that before. <laughs> and you know that you, you you get out not le- uh, not realizing that the, that the radio stays on all night mm-hmm. um, in the car. That's or like my battery operated or not battery operated. Well, car battery operated mm-hmm. lava lamp. Um, <laughs> Come on, do you really have I'll a call it a? Do you really have a lava? Well, lamp? not in my real car, Scott. But I have big dreams. Oh, so. good. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in your uh, cool custom van. Oh man, you brought it back. Yeah. That's why I love hanging out with yeah. you. Yes, I'm going to get that van. Awesome with lava lamps. With just one, dude. It'll oh, be tasteful. One. I just feel one. like you're giving me a hard time. Uh, it'll I'm, look really classy. I'm sure it'll be classy. All right. What's next? Uh, next one. Uh, the engine cranks, but no start. So you, you've been there probably mm-hmm. the past, right? I've, I call that the horror movie start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> the problem with this one is now, okay, let's just tell them what it is maybe first. Uh, yeah. It's probably a fuel problem. It's probably a supply issue. You mm-hmm. may be out of gas. So odd as it sounds, take a look at your gas gauge and make sure you've got fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times that's the problem. Um, it could be a clog line, could be uh, could be no spark that's causing yeah. that as well. Um, that's a little less likely, but still possible. You could also be somehow on an, just low on gas and on an angle. We talked about this, right? We did. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to uh, you want to tell me what you told me because I think people find this interesting. Oh yeah, I'll keep it brief. Okay, so <clears throat> when we were looking at this topic, uh, I had actually asked you if this was true earlier because I didn't want to say it on air if it wasn't. But uh, one day, way back in my checkered past, I was in San Francisco, and I was driving someone else's car, and it was parked, and I could not get it to to really start. And then when I got it started, and this is San Francisco, so of course, let's assume, it's on a very steep hill. Mm-hmm. And so as I, as I have the car just, just going, I'm pulling out, then it dies on me. As you, you, but you've already pulled out. I've, I've already, I've already pulled out. I can't remember exactly how this happened. Mm-hmm. And it chugged out on me. And then I tried <laughs> to start it again and it wouldn't start, but I was already going down. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, I had one of those moments of clarity. So you've got no steering, really. No power steering. No yeah. power steering. You've got no brakes, really. I mean, other than, you know, you have to pump them to make right, them right. solid again. Yeah. Okay. So and what do you then, do? Well, there was this very steep hill again, and there was a uh, a gas station at the bottom of the hill. And then on either side of the hill, again, this being a, a large urban area, there were cars already parked. And I saw this one space uh, halfway down the hill, and I thought, is there some way? No, I was crazy at this time, Scott. I was thinking, <laughs> is there some way that I could, you know, pump the brakes and use the emergency brake to sort yeah. of maneuver myself to the side. Yeah. And then as I was picking up speed, despite pumping the brakes, I thought, no, there is no way that that will no. turn out well. No. So I coasted down to the gas station and, you know, I had to do the double hand sure, turning. Sure, to kind of horse it into the, yeah, the parking lot there. Almost like on a, what, on the wheel of a ship, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, then when I got to the gas station, I couldn't. I didn't have enough momentum to get over toward where the gas pumps were, so I ended up pulling over near the vacuum and the air compressor stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I stopped, and I was on this flat surface, and I got out, looked at the car and everything, 
looked at it to make sure it still wasn't running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gave my gave myself a second outside of the car. Yeah. I'll admit I went well, and got a Gatorade. Oh, well, you're still alive. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, and then I I got back in and I tried to start it and it started. Yeah. And I think uh, you know I asked you about this. Um, you've confirmed it. If you were low on fuel, depending on the type of car you have, and the incline of the surface you're on. Yeah. The gas may be on the other side of the tank. The the, yeah, the pickup for the fuel might be on the opposite side of the tank, and that's why a lot of times if you're driving, like I, I'll park my car here and on an angle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll see that you know it looks like I have less or more fuel than I had when I parked it. Yeah, um, and that and it'll adjust itself eventually. But um, sound that you see so you had a fuel starvation issue going mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. That's because the extreme angle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. How do you like that? Two podcasts in a row. San Francisco comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we, maybe we should go check that place out. I think so. I like it. I've only been the once. I've been uh, twice. Yeah. One time for a week. It was decent. Mm. Here we are. We're off topic again. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, no. Fair <laughs> enough. Go on. <laughs> back on. Good back, story though. Back on topic. Um, number four. Number four. The engine does start but dies shortly afterwards. And oh, there's what you're talking there about. There we go. But, uh, this is different because um, this could be attributed to a choke issue. Like if you have a carburetor. There's a choke, um, an engine choke, air choke, rather, um, for the carburetor, and that may be the problem. Um, so, you know, I have that checked out. But if you have a fuel-injected engine and this happens, probably time to take it in and have it inspected because yeah. uh, that's kind of mystery. Odds, odds <laughs> are that's something that um, we don't want to say will be beyond your deductive abilities. Most likely will be on Mm-hmm. be beyond your deductive abilities and ev- it's even more likely going to be difficult for you to diagnose and actually fix yourself yeah, exactly unless you exactly. are in fact a mechanic and again that's that's if it starts but then dies right afterwards right so that's that's a different situation now here's one that i'm very familiar with unfortunately oh, this no. is the last one all we'll, right we'll wrap it up with this one okay this is bad news what is it <laughs> rainy day or a foggy day your car won't start why is that it's a simple fix it really is um if you have a car with a distributor cap um if there's a crack in that cap or a bad seal anytime there's moisture around that cap you're not going to be able to start your car uh it just it it inhibit you know it doesn't allow the spark to travel Mm. in the right pattern uh the path um it it's bad news this has happened to you this happened to me several times different cars um one car one time it was a foggy day up north it was a snowy day really it was Mm -hmm. cold um, but it warmed up, got foggy, and I had this car up in um, I was in northern, way northern Michigan. Um, and I happened to have a hair dryer. We were staying at a hotel, and I happened to have a hair dryer. And I knew the problem. I knew it had this cracked cap. So because um, I had fixed it in the past with mm-hmm. something else, just drying it off. Uh, we had a hair dryer, so I <laughs> ran an extension cord from the lobby of the hotel out to my car, told them what I was doing, of course, and then um, you know used the hair dryer to get the car going. But are you a MacGyver fan? It seems like it, doesn't it? But it, I've just had a lot of crappy cars. <laughs> That's and probably how he got yeah, started. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, you kind of figure this stuff out as you go. You figure out what it is and how to remedy it. The, mm. the real solution is to replace the cap or yeah. the seal or whatever yeah. is wrong with it. But um, there's also a way you can clean and dry the cap using um, – th- there's sprays, you know, commercially available sprays. You can mm-hmm. spray into this thing that will displace water. Um but and you should probably treat those with that anyways. But um, if you have a cracked cap or a bad seal, you're not going anywhere if it's foggy. Did you know WD forty stands for water displacer? Formula forty? Ah, uh, no, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. No. Okay. Oh good. Really? Yeah. Just cool things we learn. Yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> Anything else to uh, to add to this one? Because I I know there's a lot more. I mean, there's a ton yeah. of no star conditions because it can be the keys. It can be um, you know because it can especially be some sort of anti theft device. Exactly. That's and that plays into the key thing too. I mean, it's usually mm. not the key itself unless it's a key with a, a computer chip in it. Yeah. Uh, then it's. You know, it can be very likely to it's Which, key. which I have one like that. Um, so. Try to remember also if you had uh, engine work done recently because, you know, mm-hmm. chances are there's something just not right there. Maybe the battery wasn't hooked up fully. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, maybe there's just something else askew under there that, you know, they uh, didn't replace or repair right. Um, just try to remember any repairs you've had recently. If you parked, um, I guess maybe over, like if you drove through a deep puddle or something, mm-hmm. um, that can also cause some problems. So, you know, maybe you get a water issue like what we just talked about and you're getting uh, uh, some spark issue. Um, just uh, there's a lot of a, a lot of things you need to to be aware of. And if you're if you're careful about it and if you know the signs to watch for, you know mm-hmm. what to listen for, um, I think you'll be OK. You can you can figure this out. And mm-hmm. there's a ton of these um, articles online that will tell you. You know, if, if it's if it sounds like this, then do this, and if it's if this happens, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can easily look those up, and you know, just keyword search for you know why won't, why won't my car start or something like that. But um, we kind of outline those for you here yeah. today. And for the listeners who are saying, "Come on, guys, if somebody's car won't start, how are they going to go on the internet and check that out?" Oh no, no, no! We're talking about you being good Samaritans when your friends from the beginning of the show call you also. Yeah, be prepared. So yeah, if you, also if you do it, prepared. If you I do like it on this. your own. Yeah, if you do it on your own, and then you know what to look for, then you'll be the hero someday when you can get somebody's car started. That uh, you know, you're stuck at a party somewhere. Aces. I think we've I think we've got this one. You want to do some listener mail? I need I your help with it. Yeah, I do. Okay, Scott. Here's what I need your help with. The listener mail itself is actually very well written. Very nice person writing to us. Uh, but the name gave me uh, gave me a difficult time, which oh, is why I put this off. Me for help with the name? I am. I am. Uh, it's spelled A R I A D N E. Aradne. Aradne. Ariadne. Ariadne. I don't know. Sorry, I don't mean to butcher the name. Sorry in advance, uh, yeah. but we we did wanna we did wanna read this letter uh, online. It's uh, hilarious. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so, writing in about the uh, pet peeves uh, topic, uh, she notes that she also really gets angry when oversized vehicles bully her on the road because she drives an original Honda Insight. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, I like those. Yeah. And it, you know, she says it's tiny, but I don't drive slowly. I jackrabbit off of green lights. If anyone on the road tailgates me, edges into my lane. Most of the time, it's someone in an SUV or truck. I know they see me. So they're bullies. That's yeah. She she advances that they uh, do. They just do it to be jerks. Okay. But here's the really here's the really funny part. I'll do this fast. Somewhat related is my observation of the worst drivers. Hands down, in Kansas City, the worst drivers are people in gold vehicles. I don't know what it is. There's something about the type of person who would drive a gold car that makes him or her more likely to drive more slowly in any lane, to swerve, edge into other lanes, or be otherwise unpredictable. Oh, Ben. Gold SUVs, trucks, or minivans are even worse than gold cars. If I, if we see any of these, my boyfriend and I make it a point to gun pass them and then high five each other for averting disaster. Please direct all email to <laughs> Ben Bolin at HowStuffWorks. Well, no, no, no. This no. is this is a listener mail. I thought it was funny, but I have not noticed the same thing. I've never been to Kansas City. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so she's pointing out that gold cars just seem to be uh, in, in, yeah, in her particularly. Driven by uh, poor drivers. Well, maybe there's just a group of people who all have gold cars, 
I think it's probably an isolated case, you know? <laughs> there might be some self-selection you know bias. It's funny, but I've heard other people say that you can send these to me, I guess. But um, I've heard other people say the same thing about PT Cruisers. PT Cruisers. <laughs> yep, and, and a long time ago, I remember hearing the same thing about Ford Escort GTs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, throughout time, I guess, you know, since the, t the time of automobiles, mm -hmm. um, you're going to have people saying something like this. You know, they notice a trend, I guess. And it just is, for whatever reason, it strikes them as, hey, I got cut off yesterday by someone in a gold car. Mm -hmm. um, that must mean that all people that drive gold cars are bad drivers. But uh, not the case. Well, the let, case. Me, let me be also, I feel that it's okay for me to read this email because my second car was gold. So mm -hmm. thanks so much for writing to us. Uh, we hope that we've helped you to help some other people if they give you that panic-ridden call about their car course check the battery um scott and i broke down the uh main things your car needs to start uh or your engine needs fuel spark timing compression and anything that interferes with those can be bad news right yeah That's right basically and, uh, really we just hit the highlights so uh, there's a lot more out there search for it and be ready and uh, while you're on the internet searching for anything, why not send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.